One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Rossi. With me this week are my two fantastic co-hosts, Liz Harper and Joe Perez. Uh, I keep saying fantastic. I just switch it up to Uncanny or Amazing. I'm going to get some <laughs> other comic book things in there. Can I go with Spectacular? No, you'd have to. That's a one-shot thing. It has, this, is, this has to be a team, mm, team game. Okay. Mm. Friendly um, Neighborhood, then. I'll go with Friendly Neighborhood. That's also a singular thing. <sighs> you can't, you know, Spider-Man, we'll, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> um, first off, before we go into anything else, before we do any kind of intros or anything like that, uh, let's talk about Twitch drops. Because if you wanted that Feldrake mount that we mentioned last week, you can get it now. And how how much longer can you get it? Please, well, you know? To December first. Yeah, so, so you gotta you gotta get on that. Hopefully, yeah. if you're not listening when- to us streaming this, then we will get this up on the site soon enough for you to hear this warning, this dire warning. Um. Two things. If you are going for it and you're going to watch the streams that have the drops enabled, uh, make sure your account is l- like your Blizzard account is linked to your Twitch account. It connected now before you do it. And once you claim it, it may tell you that you still need to reconnect your account. Just log into the game and see if it's there. You don't have to disconnect and reconnect your account. In fact, doing so puts you on a seven day cooldown before you can reconnect your account. And I have heard people who have had. Uh, issues with other drops where they've tried to do that because the drop got stuck and it just sort of disappears from their collection. Just a warning. <laughs> now, I actually had that problem with the in, with the last of the Dragon Kite toy where it said my account wasn't connected and I'm like, you know, I was claiming Hearthstone drops via mm-hmm. Twitch like two days ago and I just went through the process of, you know, clicking all the connect buttons again and it's like hey your account is connected like i did that without disconnecting at first yeah and then suddenly everything worked yes uh but you actually can claim those rewards like after if your account is not linked but you do the viewing to get them you can attach your account after you've hit that limit so you aren't if your ta- if your account isn't connected to your twitch account that's not the end of the world just link them up do the appropriate amount of viewing, and you can get the thing still. But uh, Feldrake is 
four hours of Dragonflight content you have to watch on Twitch. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, Feldrake. Really cool. Shout-outs to uh, uh, Talison and Evital and Noble for, you know, providing content that I watched today to go get my drop. There's also the Ichabod pet, Mm -hmm. which is... Uh, that one's kind of weird. You can go to certain streams, uh, certain WoW streams. There's a list on the World of Warcraft site, and you gift subscriptions for those streams. You have to gift two subscriptions, which is $10, You, which you, is the same you would pay for a battle pet on the store. Also, make sure that if you are gifting them, you cannot do it anonymously or it will not register. You have to do it non-anonymously. You have to basically let it tell the person who gifted the sub or it will not count. I saw somebody. You, I saw somebody gift twenty subs as anonymous, and then freaked oh, out. Yeah. Ouch! Uh, you also have to make sure it is a streamer that mm-hmm. is on Blizzard's list. It can't just be anyone streaming Warcraft. It has to be someone on this list. Yes, it is. A, it is a very specific list. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. This and, is all, uh, this is all stuff that I went through today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and these are really cool things you can get, and you may not be able to get. Ever again? I don't know. These are things from the trading card game that have been unavailable for a really long time, unless you spent tons and tons and tons of money. Uh, So, yeah, if you're listening to the stream, go get your Feldrake as soon as possible. And uh, also, you can get Ichabod through December 12th, so you have a little more time on that, and that also takes a lot less time to get. Just money. So, yeah. Uh we should also talk about, I think Overwatch Season 2 starts on December 6th. So yeah. close to being the right day. Um, I don't really know what exactly to talk about. I think I should mention that there's they confirmed that they're going to be having balance changes to multiple heroes. Um, the, the article I saw said Mercy, Bastion, Doomfist, Sojourn, and Ana are all getting changed uh, for Season 2. Fifth, fifth, not sixth, by the way. Okay, it said six on the thing I read, but whatever. Um, so yeah, that's kind of interesting. Like, that's a lot of balance changes for one patch. You usually, you hear about one or two characters getting balance changes, not everybody. Like, you know, five heroes at one go is is a lot of change. It so sounds yeah. par for the course with the troubled uh, troubled pat- uh, release of Overwatch, though. So yeah, yeah. I, I just figured I should mention it. Uh, there's of course the other things. There's the new hero. Um, I was just watching a video on his origins. He actually is kind of interesting to me that he's a angry uh, Omnic who is essentially trying to lead an Omnic movement. Uh, and, and you know, I, I think quite frankly, that makes a certain amount of sense. But I can't remember his name off the top of my head, which is oh, Ram- Ramatra. Ramatra. Yes. Ramatra. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so he is a he's a new tank. He looks. Pretty- yeah. Uh, and I just I do like the idea. Overwatch is really I'll say this for them. Their character design, just in terms of visual design, is usually spot on. It's and, amazing. Yeah. And I like the, we now get the the head of Null Sector, which we've seen like in the the trailer from BlizzCon 2019. And we've seen, you know, they're, they're kind of like the Omnic villain group of Overwatch. And we now actually get to play as the guy who is their leader. And that's, that's who Ramatra is. And, uh, you know, I, I don't play a lot of Overwatch because I get, my my eye blindness issue where one of my eyes doesn't work and the other one's working less every year uh means i don't we're not really good at playing it plus get motion sickness constantly but it looks like his abilities are based around you know that 
transformation. He's an Omnic and he can change himself. He used to be in the same group as Zenyatta, but uh, I don't know if you guys remember from the, uh, the, I want to say Widowmaker and Tracer short where Tracer's trying to shop Widow, stop Widowmaker and Widowmaker assassinates the head of the, of the Zenyatta's order. This guy was in I'm, that order. I, I'm still waiting to see the cinematic that would come after that one. I still want to know what happens next. Well, I think that I that's kind of what this is. That's what this is. This guy was a member of that order. And when she did that, when she killed, I think it was Hamaton. I don't remember his name, but when she killed him, it drove Ramatra here to create Null Sector. That's why he made Null Sector. I thought Null Sector like, existed before that. I don't know if he did or not, but the way that the, the trailer about his origin comes across, he was in the he was in that order with Zenyatta and that leader. And, and when that leader was assassinated, he's like, I'm not gonna let my people be killed anymore. We're one generation and we're being we're dying. Too many of us are dying too fast. Yeah, and it's uh and, it's the Shambali, by the way. Yeah. So he forms if he didn't form Nell Sector, then he took it over. But I think he, I think it's implied that he for, that he formed it, and his whole purpose is, you know, Omnix over everything. Like he's like humans will never share the world with us, uh, so we'll have to make our own future. And I like that. I like this idea of this character who really will explore what it is to be an Omnic in ways that we've gotten Bastion and we've gotten Zenyatta, but this is this is one who's actually the aggressive one, who's more like the Omnics that we had from the Omnic War. No sectors, more of that kind of character. And I'm interested to see it. So that's whatever else you want to say about this. Like, I mean, there's there's a lot of things we can say about Overwatch Two so far and Overwatch yeah, Season so, Two. So here's the weird thing, by the way. And I just looked this up because I, I thought I thought this sounded weird. But yeah, Mandata is, is the uh, Takartha Mandata is the person you're talking about, right? Um, he was taken hostage by Null Sector like before the Omnic Uprising, right? Before any of that stuff happened, and then was saved by Overwatch 28 days after being captured, which is where he met Tracer, and then he dies later. So, like, Null Sector existed beforehand. So, if they're, they might be, I don't want to say retconning it, but they might be course correcting that. I wonder if they're, I wonder if they are actually shifting the story. I'm curious about that now. I'm super curious about that now. If only there was a set of books, maybe, or a TV show that would uh, help us understand the lore and the stream of it. Our uh, single player mode? Or mm. single player mode. Wait a mm, Can't have that. Or mm. a lore podcast it's, somebody could do. It's single player mode is supposed to come in 2023, but they have not promised any specific date and it may or may not be tied to the battle pass or tied to some payment system. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And now we all sit here and be gloomy for a moment about how we really wish there was more story content in Overwatch out there. I don't wish it was more story content. I just wish that it was delivered more directly. Mm. Yeah. Kind of like if I mean, everything World of Warcraft did, there were no quests. It was just constantly finding tapes. Or, hey, look, <laughs> this poster on this wall implies that, you know, yeah. the, the Burning Legion might be coming. Wow, that should be something we should watch out for. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so there's that. We talked about that. Uh, looking at other things. I, I want to mention this one. Um, Hearthstone... March of the Lich King. I have I have here that's releasing on December sixth as well, but maybe it's December fifth. I don't know. Um, but regardless, mm-hmm. March of the Lich King is releasing next month, within a week, really. Yeah, next next month makes it sound further away than it is. It's like yeah. a few days from now. Uh, I know I know nothing about this other than well, it's the one where the Lich King gets into a fight with uh, Lady of the Adrian in their cinematic. So 
I'm interested to see how that goes. That's that cinematic trailer is just so good. The Hearthstone cinematic trailer for March of the Lich King is so good. I'm just still so hyped about it because it it's just presents the ultimate paladin fantasy of, you know, just beating the heck out of the Lich King with the power of the light. We're becoming oh. the Lich King as a paladin mm. did. Mm, well, you know, yes, that, a paladin uh, is the Lich King. Uh, if only there'd been a shaman, a shaman would never have become the Lich King. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know who didn't um, become the Lich King? A warrior. That's who didn't become the Lich King. <laughs> that is that is fact. That is well, he did become the Lich King, just not 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 creepy dark Lich King. He took over the role. Who's yeah. about Bolvar? Well, I mean, he, Bolvar had more willpower. Bolvar was a paladin. Yeah. Wait, was he? I thought he was. Yep. Thought he was just a warrior. Was, nope. Paladin. Big old paladin. Pally, pally, pow, pow. Used to drop seals when he was doing the big dragon fight. Yeah. Back when I, seals were something you could drop. I I totally forgot that he was a paladin. Yep. Two paladins and a shaman. Yeah, I guess we do have kind of a bad track record there. Now, I mean, I'm more on the side of the Liadrin paladin who's beating up the Lich King instead of the other way around. But the expansion kind of sets up this cool, interesting dynamic of uh, the Blood Elves and the Blood Knights fighting against the Lich King with a bunch of, you know, cards that sort of support this story. Hearthstone is another kind of game that always has an interesting narrative, but it's not very well expressed in gameplay all the time. Uh, but they have these they have these cool concepts and every expansion has an interesting theme. And so very soon you will get to play the Death Knight class. And I just think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. This is a fun expansion. that's it, just really based around some of my favorite class fantasies. This and is the first time they've actually put a new class in, isn't it? It's the second time because they did add Demon Hunters. Oh, all right, cool. So, uh, yeah, we've got two classes. We still don't have monks, though. So, um, hmm. Oh, well, give them time. Yeah, yeah. That we matter, we don't there. have evokers yet, so. Yeah, well, evokers are pretty new across the board. But, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really interested in getting into this and trying some of the new deck building with, uh, with Death Knights, because that's a little, works a little differently, because they have this rune system where you have to have a certain number of runes to use certain cards. It's just it's just an interesting setup. I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Uh, you have anything to add, Joe? Nope. Well, tough. You're talking it now. <laughs> uh, we should probably at least talk about... Well, no, actually, hmm, do we have anything else to talk about? Wow, I, I don't not. know. Anyway, I don't, did, did, no. did, anything, did anything happen this week? I'm, hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's just cut to it because there was no way I'm getting away with pretending this one. Uh, <laughs> Dragonflight launched last night, uh, 6 o'clock p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard, I think. Yes. Theoretically, yes. So wherever you were in the world. Whether or not it worked is a whole other story. Well, I mean, I've heard... Some people that I talked to got right on, got mm-hmm. on the boat right away and got to, to the Dragon Isles and started having adventures. Other people were like standing in Stormwind or Orgrimmar for like an hour and a half before the boat slash blimp showed up and then it didn't leave. And so they were just stuck on the boat forever. Um, um, I don't know how it was for you guys. So I'm going to turn to Liz now. How did it go for you? Uh I was more on the latter side. Actually, it seemed like all of Kalimdor was down for most of the evening because you would, I would try to go to Orgrimmar and it would just be instance not found. And then I would try to log on to my characters I'd left in Orgrimmar and it, it was instance not found. 
And then I was like, well, maybe I'll do some Shadowlands stuff while I'm waiting. I can finish out some quests. And it was instance not found. And uh, then I logged into my warrior, who's in her garrison in Draenor. And it was like, okay, I can log on to this. But what? wait, what do I? Hmm. I don't know that I have much to do over here. So, uh, yeah, it was like two or three hours later that I actually got on and got to the Dragon Isles. Joe, you said you played last night. I did. Uh, I didn't log in right away. Uh, mostly, well, partially because I was working. Uh, and then I saw everything sort of struggling and saw people like rushing in. I just decided to take my time. Like you, I always do on launches usually. And I decided to log in about eh, 10, 11 o'clock at night, give or take, play for a couple hours. Uh, and it was smooth sailing once I logged in at that point. I know some other people had some issues. Um, and I'll, one of our, our guildies, uh, I don't know how Corv manages to do this, but he really <laughs> li- he likes to go fast and as a result breaks himself in the game. Uh, so he kept getting yeeted offline because he kept doing Corv things. But for the most part, it was seemed fairly calm around that time, which I think is a testament to the the work that they were doing. Because I know that there was a bunch of firefighting mode going on. Because I mean, let's oh yeah, it's a huge huge game. Uh, the initial area is a lot of heavy like environmental graphics effects uh, between water and fire and wind, and there's a lot of people all cramming on because I think more people anticipated this one and we're looking forward to this one than Shadowlands. So. It was bound to happen. And then, of course, there's Waddles the Duck. Yes, there's Waddles the Duck. Yes. And clearly the most important character in the entire expansion. Yeah, the, Truly yeah. the hero we need. Or the big bad of the expansion. That's where I'm going with it. Yeah, I, I hope not. I hope not. I don't want to have to kill Waddles the Duck. Come on. Waddles the Rescue Duck. Mm-hmm. We'll kill Waddles the Rescue yeah. Duck to save Azeroth. <laughs> no! But yeah, I didn't even try to log on. Uh, until today, I logged on this morning around, I think, 9 or 10 a.m. and played for a couple hours. I got one of my my mini warriors to, like, 61, and now I'm playing a completely different warrior for this for the stream because <laughs> that way I don't have to, like... I think I left my character stranded on a tower somewhere, so I didn't want to, like, have you guys just watch me stand on a tower for, like, this entire time. When I can show you this dragon picture but that's in the camp. Uh, I don't know why it's there, but, you know, whatever. But yeah, I, I had a good time. I, but I knew I was going to have a good time because I had a good time in the beta. Um, you know, I, I think anybody who did the alpha or beta knows that this is a relatively, I mean, I want to say fun. It's a fun expansion. I mean, there's certainly some, you know, scary stuff going on with these, you know, dragon incarnates and all that. But it's still, it's not as, an expansion where you go to the land of the dead tends, it's it's kind of got a lot of emotional baggage going on, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, was Shadowlands, I mean, had its good things. There's a lot of stuff about it I like, but it was kind of heavy. And it was also continuing a lot of plot threads from Battle for Azeroth that I personally would have liked not to have had continued. I was just really mm-hmm. not interested in, in any more of them. I kind of like the nice three-year break between the end of Shadowlands and the beginning of Dragonflight. I like imagining what my character's been doing. Uh, this particular character, this Night Elf character, um, I think has basically been helping her people rebuild however she could. Uh, we don't know what the, the, the Night Elves are currently doing. Uh, it's not actually been established what Tyrande's up to, what Malfurion's doing, any of that. Um, but I did, you know, I do think that that's what my character would be doing. Whereas the Draenei I was playing this morning was definitely just taking it easy. It was like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm cool. I feel like 
I'm going to take a break from, from fighting constantly. I'm sure there's like something else I could do with my time. I get a job in a cheese shop. I heard there's a cheese shop with an opening. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I like that about it too. Um, I don't know exactly. There's so much to talk about. Liz mentioned that we could talk about dragon riding because it is a pretty big departure from how flying works in every other part of world of Warcraft. Huge. Yeah. So Joe, I mean, you've played with it. You were in the beta for a while. What do you think of dragon flying, dragon riding? I like it actually. Uh, it's got, it's not without its shortcomings. Um, it, it has some pitfalls when it comes to trying to navigate with it in enclosed spaces because it's, it's always constantly have to have some forward momentum, but I like it. I think it's I think it's an interesting and good compromise to having straight flying uh, out the get go. Uh, I like the fact that there is Drake customization. I like the fact that there are at least four colors of Drakes, um, so that you can play around with it. You can make it, there's so many glyphs that you can find, and it's a nice little extra incentive to go find uh, treasure chests and things like that out in the wild. I think it's fun. I think it's fine. I do. I think it's not for everybody. I think there are some people who are going to have a hard time with it. Um, I know for a fact that some people are going to have an issue with it, with the blur lines. Um, but I think you I, can turn those off. You can turn off some of the visual effects for people with motion sickness okay. and people who are bothered by those things. So perfect. There, you do have options there, but yeah, so far so good. Like I, I think it's a, I think it's a really fun compromise, and I, I think it's really neat. I think the way that it's woven into the story is pretty cool. Uh, I do enjoy the fact that there are races to do across everywhere, which is like a throwback to the um, wind serpent racing from Pandaria, which is really, really that was a fun thing, and this is another fun thing. This is what Korv was doing, by the way, when he broke the game and yeeted mm, himself offline yeah. multiple times. Uh, or do you remember way, way back when, when the uh, Nether Drake grind included dragon races? Yes. Yeah. 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 I did those way, way back in the day. I don't think I don't think that's part of the grind anymore. It's not. They they took it out a while ago. But yeah. Yeah. For for serious. Yeah. I don't know. Like I think it's I think it's a good addition. I think it's fun. I think it's a nice flavor thing. And like I said, it's a good compromise. Liz, you got anything? Uh, I completely love this system. It is, it just has this really exciting dynamic feel as you just zoom across the land. And also I hate it. I, so maybe, maybe those two cancel each other out and I'm neutral on it. I'm not sure. But the problem with dragon riding is it's, it's really good at this. Gotta go fast. Gotta go fast thing. You're soaring from one side of the map to the other. It's super good at that. And it's super exciting where you hit a moment where you can leap off something tall and just soar through the skies fast, fast, fast. Dragon riding maxes out at plus 900% speed. It yeah. can be insanely fast. The fastest flying mounts are 300% or 310 maybe. Uh, but I think the part that makes it awesome, all of this speed, is also something that can be really frustrating. And something that differs so much from regular flying. Uh, like, you can't... Dragon riding's always got to go fast, always got to go forward. You can't take a moment to get your bearings or look around or look at the ground below you and think, oh, there's something cool I want to look at. Or there's my quest objective. I need to go down there. You don't have any time to slow down and think while you're on a dragon. You got to go fast, got to go fast. You're always moving forward. And that requires kind of a little twitch reflex 
And it, sometimes it makes it hard to do anything precise, like, oh, I've got to go down here and land in this precise location, but I don't know exactly where it is. I've got to look at the ground, but by the time you look, it's too late. You've run into the ground. You've, like, crash-landed into the ground at high speed. So what you're saying is that you did not appreciate them adding Sonic the, the Hedgehog to this. <laughs> like, I think it's fun, but there are some You don't get your blue dragon first. It's... There are some things that it's not good at. So, hmm. Mm, interesting. Uh, how much, do any of you think that you eventually would want regular flying in, in the Dragon Isles? Or do you think that this would work well as you level up and get the talents in it and so forth? Do you think this is a better alternative? I don't think it's a better alternative. I think that both exist and can exist at the same time as they both serve very different purposes. Dragon riding is a customization option that lets you get from point A to point B very, very quickly. Flight lets you take a more direct path, but also lets you just kind of hover and take screenshots and do other things. I don't want it to completely replace traditional flying. I think both need to be there. Yeah, that's the other thing. You can't take screenshots while you're dragon riding. I mean, you can literally take a screenshot, but it's you can't. You don't have time to frame that. You just you gotta go fast, gotta go fast, and it's interesting to have this system that's so so different bolted on kind of classic world of warcraft which is like more read the quest text pull out your map which takes up most or all of your screen and look at where you're going it's you can't do that stuff and i feel like there's a little bit of a rough edge where this new super speedy system meets this kind of classic World of Warcraft gameplay. You know what I was thinking of when I was doing this last night, too, is the the thing that you miss out uh, versus regular flying is like back with regular flying. If you were going over an area where you didn't do all the quests, sometimes Mm -hmm. a quest marker would pop up on your map. You'd be like, oh, what's down here? And you would veer off and take a a, a sidetrack. It's harder to do with dragon riding uh, to a certain extent. It's not impossible. Obviously, you can still do it. Uh, but because you're not at that slower pace, you may notice it and then move past it and then forget where it is or have a hard time coming back to it. Or you might take a little bit to figure out how to get to it if it's like underground or whatever, and you can't just hover and figure out what the lay of the land is. It You miss out on that a little bit. And I remember that because I'm thinking about it now. And that happened to me last night where I know there's a little side quest area that I want to go back to because I'm that guy that does all the quests. Uh, because that's just how my brain works. Uh, and like, I now need to remember where that was. So also pro tip for dragon riding, put a map pin down uh, before you take off, like where you want to go, put a map pin. It helps a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. All right. I think that covers dragon riding reasonably well, but I, we didn't talk do, much about customization. Do, do you have an opinion on dragon riding though, Matt? Uh, I liked it fine on the beta, but I haven't gotten a character to it mm. in live yet. Um, because I keep doing that thing where I would play a character to level <laughs> 61 and then switch to another character because, you know, I want to get that character to the Dragon Isles and get that character's profession straightened out and then switch to another one. Uh, this was the bane of my existence in Shadowlands was I had all these characters. I kept bringing them over and uh, Shadowlands. It was worse because for the first couple of patches, you couldn't skip them all. I just see this oh, meme, yeah. this the meme of like, uh, the, the guy shooting the other guy and why would so-and-so do this to themselves? And it's Matt leveling his alts. Like <laughs> it takes me forever to level the max level. Why would I do this to myself? And it's just a picture well, of Matt. I know it's me. I, I, it is my fault. <laughs> I, but, that's I mean, the joke. Part of, part of the problem is, you know, I tend to play with my wife 
we tend to level these two specific characters together, which means that character doesn't get any play unless I'm with her. So that character never gets to max level. Um, meanwhile, because I don't want to have one character blaze up to 70 and then get super bored uh, when I have to go back down to level 61, I'm deliberately not leveling any character to 70 super fast. But at the same time, I'm probably going to want to start running dungeons and doing raids and stuff, so I, I should pick one and, and go. I just have not done so yet. Um, other problem is I wanted to, to switch right away from my Night Elf, uh, this expansion. And I still kind of do, but if you're watching the stream, here's my Night Elf. And I, I'm, like, getting to play her, like, you know, and none of, none of this has anything to do with her homeland getting burned down. So, you know, this is, like, a real improvement for, for me. I don't have to dwell on that too much. So, yeah, there's a lot. But I, I haven't gotten to do Dragon Riding yet. I'm hoping to get to it uh, on my Draenei today. Uh, once we're doing we're done doing this, I'll go get some dinner and then I'll probably play for a few hours. Uh, but yeah, um, I think it's a good system. What I've seen of it um, when I was writing the article and remembering it on the uh, the beta, I, I think it really came into its own when it um, sorry when they when they put in the talents and and started mm-hmm. making it so you can get more vitality because three is not enough. Oh yeah, three vitality is not enough. If you just start the the, the basic, I have three vitality aspect. No, you're you're going to be suffering. Uh, when the talents get in, when you find all the glyphs and get everything bought up, then it's a lot. It's a lot smoother, in my opinion. But um, I think that's anything else on Dragonflight you want to talk about. Like one thing I want to talk about is this inn that I'm currently in. There's a logbook, and <laughs> have you have yes. you signed the logbook yet? Yes. Yes, I have. Did you see all the options? Yes, I did. I I love the fuck. Sorry, you almost swore. I love the logbook. Um, it's it, I really like the fact that like some of the answers are like normal answers, but some of them are astonishingly sarcastic. Like the one where it's like, "I'm Alex Straza. you know, sign your name. I'm Alex Straza. sign your date, and last, last, you know, ten years from now. Um, it just yeah, I like the fact that you can just mess around in this logbook and be a silly dork if you want to. Um, I like the uh the interplay of the characters. Um, the, the the Explorers League and the Reliquary working together. And the Reliquary, you know, the Reliquary lead is completely, you know, charming and sophisticated and urbane. And she's like, well, Tati and I, you know, we, we're into knowledge. We, we're not into violence. And Tati's like, and adventure. <laughs> Tati's continuously trying to, like, oh, I don't get to go with you to, to fight the giants. I'm so depressed. And you're like, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's how you should feel about that. They're giants. So yeah, I, I do like a lot of this the stuff in the the opening so far. I always have, but I like to, really getting to actually see it instead of getting dropped into like you know the Onarian planes just suddenly and having to play test it. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like yeah. I like the story actually unfold. There's a lot of really good quests too. I think in the starting area. Quality um, shirts alone. <laughs> there, there's a lot of there's a lot of quality characterization, which I think is really neat. Uh, there's also some really good moments. I, I encourage people to, uh, experiment. And, uh, one that I actually recommend people do on multiple characters is when you get to the second area where you basically meet up with Alex Straza, which is, this is not much of a spoiler. You know, you meet up with Alex Straza at some point. Um, there's a quest where, uh, a character's story options and interactions will actually change based off your faction and your character race. And I thought it was really well done. It is a little bit of an emotional gut punch, uh, but it is really well done. I honestly, like, I actually wish that it was voice 
like voice acted. Like I wish there was something more to it. Oh yes. Because oh, yes, I know I, which one you're talking about. Because now. I can just hear the voice in my head of how it would sound. Lizard, if you want me to come in and record it, I'll do it for you. I'll I'll, I'll put on I'll put on all airs. Let's go. Uh, but it's it's really well done, and that's the only thing that would have made it better is if it was voice acted. I mean, I just there are so many good quests, and what I what I like is that there's a lot of characterization in these quests. It maybe I'm reading it wrong, but it feels like we're getting a lot more individual characters with individual personalities. Everyone has lots of dialogue options. Most people you go up to, and it's not just turn in this quest. It's turn in this quest and maybe also ask a couple of questions and learn mm-hmm. more about the world or learn more about this person. So you get a lot of depth out of it. And I've just, I'm just fascinated by all of this. And then you do have some quests like the logbook where there are multiple answers. There may be multiple answers based on your class and race. Later on, uh, you get some profession quests and you will get a quest that's like, uh, it asks you, do you have wings? Do you have, or will you ever have wings? And it's like, it asks this of every race and class. (laughs) And you have like, there's the no answer. There's a yes answer, which you can answer if you have any race or class. And then there's uh, an option based on your class, which is pretty universally goofy. I just, I, I love having so much dialogue and so much personality, not just personality in NPCs, but personality you could express for your own character. I don't know if any of this is going to have any long-term game impact. It probably won't, but it just, it gives the world so much life and I love it. I love how we aren't all fighting. We're working together. If you're Horde, there is one quest in the very, very beginning area after you get off the boat where you basically go and say hello to the Alliance and say, how can I help out? We're working together. What can I do for you? And you, before you get over to the NPC, they're saying like, uh, well, you really need to learn Orcish. Orcish is going to be really good for you. It's going to really help out as we're working together. And you get there and, you know, you end the conversation and one of the NPCs says, like, blood and thunder in Orcish. And it's just, it's like this great moment of, you know, togetherness, which is what the game's been missing for so long. I agree. It, it feels good. Like, little moments like that are... are- yeah. They're these really nice little touches that I think I don't want to say we were taken for granted before, but I think it just it, it breeds more life into it. It also sort of breeds life into that edict of Alex Straza where it's like, okay, y'all are welcome to come, but remember, no fighting. It's like two kids being invited into like the candy shop at the same time. Like <laughs> like you you can you can have the candy. Just don't fight each other. Don't don't fight over the same candy bar. So But I like it. I think that there's really nice personal touches. I Personally, think that the the quest design team, uh, the writing team, did a phenomenal job so far uh, with just like Liz said, giving it character, giving it, making it feel like something more than just empty questing. Yes, there are empty questing stuff. Like you know, I haven't found the poop quest yet, but I'm sure there will be one. Um, but it's just it's a lot of really fun little things. It's been a while since I felt like this about an expansion. Uh, I felt like this in the beta. I'm feeling more like this now. It's just it's it's what I was looking for in a follow up to Shadowlands, which was a very heavy uh, expansion, right? Like there's a lot of a lot of stuff in Shadowlands that is I'm not I don't want to be clear. I'm not saying that it's bad, but like it's emotionally heavy. There's a lot of questions and, and things that happen that that can weigh on you 
There's a lot of uh, talking about grieving and trauma. And this, while there is an element of some of that, and there is assembly, some emotional undertones, a lot of it is just sort of this joy of discovery of this place. And a lot of these characters are just, they're just happy to be back. They never thought they were going to be coming home. And you can feel that in the questing and the interactions. And it's, it's good. I'm, I'm here for it. I will say too, one of my favorite things is spoiler. So I'm not going to talk about it, but I will say that there's something I've been saying needed to be done for literal years. Like since the end of cataclysm, I've been saying, what about the X character? When is X character going to be showing up? X character shows up. And it's exactly the conflict I wanted X character to have mm-hmm. with Y character. And it is, it's really interesting. Um, is this, is this in terms of what you sent me earlier today, Matt? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot to this expansion. Um, you know, we, we can't really judge it until we get to like a certain point and like, you know, at this point in, in world of the Draenor, I was as happy as a pig and poop. Um, and I still say that, Warlords of Draenor had a great leveling experience. I would agree. Oh yeah, but we, once it's it's you have to get beyond that and see how it still feels six months down the road. But for right now, I'm actually pretty happy with this expansion. Um, it isn't yeah. perfect, but I enjoy it. I even actually like the talent system, which I wasn't as negative about it as Joe was, but I wasn't as positive about it as Liz was. But I've actually come to like it. Still not liking uh, it. Yeah, I think the <laughs> it's, reason it's I like passable. it is because I. I think the reason I like it is because I've playing like so many warriors and each of them can have a different talent build. Sure. And be like differently able. Like uh, there's an arm. I have an arms warrior. Who's all about area effect damage. And I've got an arms warrior. Who's all about single target. Um, I've got three different fury warriors all doing different things. Uh, I have the two paladins. One of them's made, made max level. Uh, and she's basically a, a ret holy. Like I play holy and then I play ret. So I, I have two different builds for her. And then I have the other character who's just Prot, uh, who I haven't gotten to max level yet. So I, I do like being able to play multiple characters of, of the same class and have them feel different. So I like that. Uh, I understand why some some classes definitely need some work still on their talent system. But overall, I like it. Buff Resto uh, Shaman. I like, <laughs> what I like most about the talent system is if I'm struggling with something or I'm like, oh, I really need this ability. I really need to be able to do this for this specific encounter or place in the game. I can just switch my talents on the fly whenever I want to, as long as I'm out of combat. Yeah, that's a huge quality of life improvement. That's a huge game changer for World of Warcraft. We have never been able to do this. You mean I don't have to drop a gate to get a damn tome? It's lovely. Yeah, I mean, one of the problems, one of the problems with the very original talent trees, which I enjoyed, but the major problem was you couldn't experiment because it would cost you hundreds or thousands of gold to switch your talent trees around. And every time you switched, it got more expensive. So you were really discouraged from experimenting and trying things because gold was a big deal back in classic. <laughs> that was a lot of money. And, uh, yeah, this just changes how you interact with talents. Like, uh, I was leveling my warrior, and I hit this fight, and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm getting the crap beaten out of me. I can't do enough DPS to survive this. And, you know, I died. So I went back, and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to spec more into defensive stuff. And I did, and I just, bang, I instantly beat it. And that's where the talent system really shines. You can switch up to adapt to your situation. I think that's amazing. 
Sorry, I was yawning. Uh, not that I, you're <laughs> boring me, but because I'm really tired. Uh, no, I agree totally. Um, one of the things I remember doing was I actually one of my builds is all about as many healing talents as possible. Um, might be this character. Let's find out. Yeah. Um, so this character's got impending victory. They've got uh, what's the one after? It's not fast footwork. Do 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 do. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Pain and gain. The one where if you take any damage, you heal for four point five percent of your maximum health. That happens Which is once a every lot. ten seconds. It's a lot for a talent that works every ten seconds. Mm-hmm. When you're taking damage every ten seconds, you're going to heal for like four point five percent of your total health. What? Like every ten seconds? That's amazing. And then you combine that with second wind over here, which is you know restore six percent of health every one second when you have not taken in damage for five seconds. So basically, I don't ever have to stop and eat now. Like never. Uh, as soon as combat ends. Basically, five seconds goes by, and I just start boop, 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 boop. And I'm going to heal up to full. And whilst I'm fighting, I, you know, if I take damage, I start healing. And if I hit with, like, you know, impending victory, I will get a big chunk of healing. That's a lot of healing for a warrior. Quite frankly, it's more healing than I know what to do with on a warrior. Um, but I like it. Uh, and that's this character. It's, it's a good leveling spec. I think when I get to max level, I'll probably take away some of this. Um, but, I mean, I even have leeching strikes. And I have, what's the one over here? Yeah, um, hmm, that's it. Yeah, Bloodborne, which spreads my deep wounds, rend, and thunderous uh, bleed damage everywhere. So yeah, there's a lot of different uh, ways to get damage spread around and a lot of ways to heal from it. Like for, I have Blood Surge, which means that my, my bleed effects have a chance to give, grant you five rage. And I'm throwing tons of bleed effects around. So it's it's a really good ability. So yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with it. I understand not everybody has talents they like, and I'm sure there are classes that are better than warriors are right now. I'm sure that that's true. But I'm enjoying this character, and that's something. Uh, I'm trying to think, is there anything else we want to talk about before we get to some questions? Um, I will say the cinematic team's of of course done it again. The the in-game cinematic team has made some amazing cinematics. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of them now because I don't. I don't let myself wait and see them in game. I actually go and find them because, you know, we do a lore show every weekend and I feel like I need to. Have either of you seen any of them? I'm pretty sure Joe's seen one because I sent it to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them, but not, I'm not too far along. I keep getting distracted by side quests. There are so many side quests. Well, yeah, that's like I'm in the starting zone right now and I don't want to move on and do the next leg to go. I want to like finish all these side quests first. So yeah, yeah, it totally oh. is the case. Oh, like I'm, I'm level 63 right now. And I bet I have not a third of the way through the zone. So I'm just, it's nuts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like it. Joe, I'm sure you like it. Although it's probably kind of a problem for you because you tend to have to do all of them. I, I do all of them. It's just, yeah. I, it's not, it's not necessarily a problem. It's, it's a for like first world problem. I like it. I like doing it though. I like exploring. I like finding new quest hubs. It's great. I enjoy it. All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about Dragonflight before we move on to answer questions about Dragonflight? I just am really enjoying Dragonflight. I this is great. This is great. Yeah, I have to say I'm I'm glad that we get a break from the slightly dour uh, aspect of the previous expansion. But all right, at this point we're going to move on to doing some questions. Uh, as is usually the case for y'all, um, you got multiple ways you can get a question to us. Uh, first up, you can email. Um, we have an email podcast at blizzardwatch.com subject line podcast or blizzardwatch so we know it's for this show and not the other two shows uh, I'm trying really hard lately not to steal stories from uh, questions from Joe because he's getting better at thumb wrestling I don't know <laughs> what he's done but I don't I don't like uh, but also 
if you'd rather use our Discord, we've got the patron Q and podcast questions channel for our patrons, which we look at first because you all keep the site going and we like that about you. Um, we like to give something back. And also, if you can't support the site, we understand, you know, so not everybody can be a patron, uh, but you still, you know, there's other ways to support us. Like, for instance, ask us questions in our uh, Q and podcast questions channel for non-patrons. That, that also helps because it means we can do the show. Um, you can also just plain old you know, tell everybody, oh, hey, go to that site. It's really great. Matt's hair looks terrible. Um, so, yeah, this time I'm just going to ask Joe to read the first one. Sure. Uh, this one is from CTC, an Alliance Gnome Rogue. Uh, the barbershop is now free, but why do you think there's a charge for mail? 30 copper seems like it's just a nuisance charge. Uh, it's just a nuisance charge? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, it's I, there because it was always there. Nobody has complained about it. There's no reason to make a change unless people were complaining about it. Yeah, I mean, it's 30 copper, right? Like, most everybody has... By the time you complete your first, like, five quests, you're never going to have to worry about whether or not you have enough gold to, or, or copper to send something anyway. Um, but I also think it's, like, a nice little touch of preservation, if that makes sense. Um, while I'm glad we don't have to change for, or char- get charged for spec swaps anymore, I'm fine paying my 30 copper. Liz? I mean, the the only charge I have a problem with right now is transmog. Transmog is so expensive, and it's so crucial to our happy gaming experience, because everyone knows that you do more DPS when you look better. See, so- people think I'm going to argue with her hair. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with her hair. Nobody because- thinks you're going to argue with her. Yeah, I know. You all do. <laughs> you all think I'm going to be contrary just to be contrary. And I'm not because I agree wholeheartedly that transmog's got to go down or go away. Just the cost of transmog needs to go. It's got to get got. Go. Get you. Like go. switching an entire transmog costs like 400 gold. Mm-hmm. And if, if you do that a lot, that will genuinely run you out of gold pretty quick. Yeah, especially when you're like me and you don't actually generate a ton of gold except for by doing quests and stuff. I, I like to change my transmog every time a new piece drops. Not just make a new piece look like my current set, change the entire transmog because I want that's just how I like to do it. And that's four to six hundred gold. Yeah. It, it is nice. I I started Shadowlands at like I had a lot of gold. I had like million plus of gold. I'm like down to 400,000 because I've literally just spent all of it on, it might be 500 now, but I've just spent all of it on transmog. Every little, everything that I've spent all money has been transmog. So I don't pay for repairs <laughs> and occasionally buying mats for the guild bank. But like most of that, almost like 90% of it has just been spent on transmog. So now I understand you want gold sinks. I get that, but the transmog gold sink is it's a gold sink that only affects people who want to transmog. You know, it, it doesn't have any sort of impact on people who don't transmog. So it's kind of a, it's an unfair thing to do to people who just want to have fun with this new system in the game. I don't know. I just, I don't like it. I want them to be, I want transmog to be free. I absolutely agree with Liz there. Yeah, it kind of punishes emergent gameplay. It punishes being creative and doing things other than just going and killing everything and grinding materials and killing raid bosses. So it is, it's kind of a bummer. I mean, and let's be fair. I, I do all that stuff to do transmog as well. <laughs> like I was just in, in Legion raids the other day, killing things for transmog drops. And the best part was that I had like all these warriors now, so I could run the same dungeon over and over again. And 
the same things dropped every single time. It's like all warriors today are getting the exact same pieces off this guy. So I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> but regardless, yeah, I, I definitely would like to see Transmog uh, come down in price. But as for the barbershop versus the male 30 copper, I think the 30 copper is, it's nothing. It's not even a stamp. I mean, I think actual stamps cost more than the 30 they pennies do. now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's for, I think it's fair. I, I don't think it's a problem. It doesn't disrupt the game in any way. Um, if Transmog was 30 copper, I would be totally not having a problem right now. I would be be completely okay with that. So if you want to make Transmog 30 copper, that's cool. <laughs> but I feel like that answers the question. Uh, Liz, do you want to read the next one or do you want Joe to do it? Uh, I will read one. I'm going to I'm gonna skip my question. I feel like I asked if we could talk about ducks, but I feel like we've already talked about ducks with uh, with Waddles, the new best character. So I'm, I'm going to go on to the next question. Waddles, From the true jailer. <laughs> uh, from Speed Lancers. Speed Lancer. Sorry. I can totally read. I can definitely do this. Okay. Question. With Shadowlands officially over, is there a collectible you still want from Shadowlands content? Whether it was something you didn't try very hard to get or just had very poor luck in trying. And I am right now currently logged on to WoW, sitting in Shadowlands, working on Covenant quests on alts because I, I never really made a big thing about playing alts in Shadowlands, but now I have a lot of alts leveled to max. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll collect transmogs from every covenant for every armor class. And I'd previously only done that on my main. It didn't seem super important. But now I'm like, oh, I can go collect these and, you know, get a little experience while I'm working on it. And yeah, that's kind of a nice downtime thing. What about y'all? Sylvanas, legendary bow. <laughs> I, I, we saw it the very first night we, uh, we took her down and two of our hunters got it. And then we never saw another one since like, we even went back during faded and even organized another, another run with, we had like what, 14 hunters or something stupid like that. Like we had a lot yeah. of hunters. Uh, and we still didn't see a legendary bow. I still want that thing. I want it for the transmog, if not for if nothing else. Um, and I will go back and get it. I will get it. It will be mine. <laughs> Mark my words. But uh, yeah, that's that's the one that eluded me the entire time. Well, by the time we get to seventy and get a little bit of gear, we might be able to go back and do that on just a five man, a ten man group. We might be able to organize that once a week and just get it done for you eventually. I mean, it won't be the Dark Shaman Transmog, which took me 437 days. <laughs> yeah, we can do this. I'm confident we can do this. <laughs> what about you, Matt? No, there ain't nothing. I didn't like the gear in Shadowlands that much. Sorry, I wanted to. I really did want to. Uh, especially, like, the 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 set from Sepulcher just mm -hmm. absolutely did nothing for me. Like, I was looking at it going, Phew. No, thanks. The only, actually, no, I don't know if this, technically, I guess this could count as Shadowlands because it came out in Shadowlands. I do still want to go back and do the Mage Tower and get the alternate uh, set of tier gear from, from the Mage Tower for my Paladins and my Warriors and my Death Knight. So I still want to do that, but I don't know when I'm going to do that because from what I understand, the, the new talent system has completely made the Mage Tower a, a completely unknown like, people don't know how to do it or when to do it. So I don't even know when it's going to be open again. I guess Legion Time Walking? Uh, they haven't announced it. Yeah. So if it comes back, I would like to do that. 
other than that, no, there's really not. I don't. I'm not a big pet person. There wasn't any gear. Like, there's no, no Ash Condi or Sulphuros or anything like that. Nothing I really desperately wanted to have transmog wise. All my transmog, you know, interests are from like later expansions. Like, I I want to go do a bunch of Battle for Azeroth stuff for transmog, mostly weapons. But I have no real interest in anything for Shadowland. So yeah, I am looking forward to going back to. Uh, Battle for Azeroth raids when I hit level seventy and uh, soloing some. Yeah, because you could you could do some of them in LFR. I could do them in LFR up to a point. I could do the first wing of LFR for every uh, Shadowlands raid, but I couldn't go past that. And I really feel like I need the crown from Opulence. I need this. I need you do. this in my you life. Do. I yes, uh, and I just. Um, I can't solo opulence. Opulence is uh, kind of, it's a tough one to solo. <laughs> and I don't have the DPS. I don't have the DPS or the defense to stand against that guy. But yeah, otherwise, I think that's my answer is no, not really. All right, I guess it's my turn then. Yep. Uh, this one comes from Galari. Uh, question for podcast. Is the expansion what you expected? Could the Ruby Life Shrine be any more amazing? Um it's a loaded question because we're in the early days, literally the early days of the expansion. So far, yes, this is it's it's hitting all the 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 check marks for me. It's doing what I wanted it to do. Um it's it's what I expected and more. How that will transition as chapters are released in the the story and what's going on as we move forward. We'll see how that that holds, but right now I'm I'm pretty happy with how things are working out. What about you? Uh, we'll start with Liz, since Matt's not being very talkative today. I I love the quest. I love the environment. I love just the friendly, cooperative nature of all this. We're gonna work together and deal with this. So yeah, I am thrilled. There's also just, there's a ton of detail in the environment, not just the NPCs, which we've already talked about. How there's a lot of character. There's just a lot of things going on. There's like a dragon tea party up in the Ruby Life Shrine. And they're just, it, it's just really nice. It's nice. The Dragon Isles are just a nice place to go and hang out. If you could uh, get over the thing with the primal dragons and whatnot, trying to kill us all. All right, Matt. Yeah. Um, I would say that, like I said earlier, uh, I'm the guy that at this point in time thought that Warlords of Draenor was the greatest thing that ever happened. And so... I am cautiously optimistic about this expansion because right now I'm having a good time right now. I think it's really well done right now. There's lots of nice touches. Um, like for instance, uh, this orc couple over here are the orc commander from the starting zone. The, uh, exiles reach, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. She's over here. Um, and they, you get a quest if you're Alliance to go over and get a quest from her from the Alliance commander at exiles reach. Who's like you know? I fought with them when the scourge invaded. They're they're you know they're good people, and I just I like the idea that there's some people do remember the things that they have done before. You know that these these characters who are like the Exiles Reach characters are not exactly what I'd call super prominent lore characters, but they remembered them and they put them in here. Um, and there's there's a whole thing when you get on the boat to come to the Dragon Isles. If you go inside the cabin, there's people sitting around and you can talk to them. And like one of them is like, yeah, so and so and I have been friends since you know we were both on the ex- we were both on the uh, Genadar together. Yeah, we spent a long time fighting alongside the uh, the the, the Zera and the other Naru against the Legion. I hope this trip doesn't take as long. And the next guy goes, I'm hoping something eats him. 
<laughs> I just hope something eats him so I can have a moment's peace. <laughs> it's like I just loved it. I'm like sitting there going, "This is great." And there's like so many characters that they do, that do that kind of thing. So yeah, um, the starting zone has this like helpful draconid. Like you guys have taught, remember the, the helpful draconid, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super like super excited to see you and is totally. Like, oh, I, I didn't think I'd get to introduce you, but yeah. And you're like, uh, you can say to them, um, have you not seen a whatever your race is? And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm sorry. Was I staring? I've just never met anybody from outside the Dragon Isles before. And it's like, oh, you poor little thing. And we already mentioned Waddles, uh, the, the best little duck. So yeah. There's- uh, I I assume you haven't played the quest through its completion with our little Dragonoid friend. No, no. I, I'm sure that something horrible happens. Um, But yeah. I have not. I have not gotten that far yet, but I like what I'm getting so far. Uh, but that's just my point is just for right now. Yes. I'm having a good time. I didn't have any expectations going into this really, other than uh, it was going to be a tonal shift from shadowlands, which I kind of needed. Uh, again, this isn't shadowlands fault, but I wasn't in a good place for a dour and heavy storyline dealing with loss and, and death and regret. And you know, the, the, the after effects of war and seeing like, you know, mass genocide inflicted on people. It was a bit much. Uh, so I was looking forward to what I'm getting so far. I would, that would be my answer to that question. And I, technically that's, a, that's us done. Cause I talked for longer than I thought I was going to probably cause Joe stung me by saying I wasn't being. <laughs> my plan uh, has succeeded. Fine, I'm not talking about I'll talk. I'll talk all you want. That's what we want. Oh, <laughs> dang. But regardless, um, Joe's going to do a thing, and then I'm going to do the goodbyes. All righty. Well, folks, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Your continued support means this podcast sliding community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, better chance to have your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, and also thank you to Liz as well to, for being here and helping keep the show going when I'm like yawning every 10 seconds. I do not know what's happening to me. Shouldn't be this time. Uh, regardless, uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. Uh, if you've got an email for the show, you can send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Uh, subject line podcast at Blizzard Watch so we know it's for this show. Or you can hit up our Discord servers. We've got the patron Q and podcast questions channel for patrons and the Q and podcast questions channel for non-patrons. We look in both for questions and Thank you guys so much for asking questions and being here while we do the podcast. Uh, And thank you to Joe and Liz for being here again. So I can do things other than yawn constantly. My God, Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. Uh, Thank you guys. And we'll be here next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.